Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Well, hello and welcome back to my business playbook. I am so happy to be hanging out with you today. Now, I got to tell you, this episode has been a long time coming. It's kind of been a comedy of errors because I sat down and recorded it. It was a really good episode. I was stoked with how, like, I was like, man, I was on point. I was just like, you know, I kind of feel disappointed that you didn't get to hear the the original recording because, you know, it was good. I was like, yeah, man, I made some really good points. Um... The only issue was I didn't follow my usual process and I was trying to record video as well because I'm trying to get better at sharing more video and I didn't want to film the video. This is is why vanity is not good because I didn't want to film the video with my big fat headphones on. But normally I have my big fat headphones on and I just kind of zone out and just like focus on the words. But this time I was like, I did my makeup, I did my hair. I didn't want to put the headphones on because I look like they made me look goofy. And then I, so I didn't listen to the audio as it was recording. And then when I listened, I finished the recording and I was like, man, I am, I am a genius. That was a great episode. And then I listened to the recording and I sounded like Darth Vader. I don't know why or how, but I sounded like Darth Vader. The audio just sounded like had this weird, I sounded like a robot. And I didn't want to put you through that. So I very promptly deleted it. And was like, that. Ah, I've had it. That was such a good episode. Now it's finished and I'm going to go watch some Grey's Anatomy. And then I got sick after that. I'm not saying the two are related, but I did get sick after that. And then I was out for like a week and then I couldn't record this episode. And then we were behind on episodes and the whole thing, you know. So anyway, vanity really is not good. <laughs> and just wear the damn headphones and everything would be fine, you know. So all of that to say, I've wanted to share this episode with you for a long time. I'm re-recording it. It's going to be awesome. And I hope that the anticipation um, outweighs the disappointment that you're not going to hear my Darth Vader voice. Uh, So that's just my hope for you today. Now, I wanted to share seven mindset shifts that I've had to make in order to level up my business each year. This is a really good time for you to reflect and look at your business. How are you going? It's a really good time for you to actually check in and go, how am I? Am I good? Am I okay? How, how's my business going? And so I like to take a moment to look at, okay, well, what's working? What isn't? What am I really proud of? What has been successful this year? And what am I going to stop doing? What am I going to keep doing that's working? And what am I going to start doing, right? And when I went through that process of like kind of reflecting, I realized that we've been able to double our business in the past 12 months. Kind of wild. Uh, and so I was like, man, I wonder what, like, I want to kind of investigate that. It's not a fluke. Like there's a lot of strategy and there's a lot of planning and there's a whole lot of work that goes into that. But I wanted to investigate, well, what was the biggest driver of that kind of growth? And yes, I believe in the power of having a system. Like you need a system to scale your business. You need a framework to follow that allows you to implement the things. You also need a strategy. That's the second thing you need. You need a strategy so that you can, like you actually have a game plan. You have a roadmap of where you want to go and what the destination is. And then what are the right strategies for you? 
So you need those things. But the thing that I've looked at in the past 12 months, if I think about, well, what changed? What I realized, the thing that changed was me. We reached this new level in our business. And the thing that I think was the biggest driver for that was, yes, strategy, yes, systems, yes, like doing the damn work. Like, yeah, you got to do that. But I think by investing in my own development, by investing in up-leveling my mindset, that has allowed me to reach these new levels. And I have a sneaking suspicion that the same could be said for you. Every new level that we reach in our business requires a new version of our identity. It requires identity transformation. The question becomes less about, well, what do I need to do? And it becomes more about who do I need to become? Who do I need to be in order to reach these goals? How do I need to show up? How do I need to operate? How do I need to think about my work? How do I need to look after myself? How do I need to behave? And when we start to make that shift from what are all the things I need to do to who do I need to become? That's when we see a transformation. Every new level is preceded by an identity shift. I'm going to say that again. Every new level is preceded by an identity shift. The identity shift has to come first. (laughs) Sometimes we get it backwards and we, we reach a new level and we're like, crap, I do not have the identity to match this new level. And that's okay. We can work that out. But I want you to be thinking about, well, who do I need to become to reach these new goals that I have for my business? And I'm going to share the seven mindset shifts that I've made and that I think could help you as well. So I hope that you are ready. So mindset shift number one. My role is different to my work. My role is different to my work. Now, you might view those as the same thing. You might think that those two things are interchangeable. My role is the same as my work. But there is a little distinction that I want you to think about. So before I started my business, I worked in coffee. I was a barista. So if I think about the levels in a cafe, it kind of goes barista, like you're the person who makes the coffee. Your job is to make good coffee at pace to know people's names, to be friendly. And that's kind of it. Don't burn it. Like, don't ruin it. Uh, That's your job, right? That's the barista's role. Then the level up from there is the manager. And when I started working in cafes first, I started out as like, I started out as a dishy, as a, and like dishy for anyone who doesn't know what that is. Like I was washing dishes and then I would like do a bit of like, I'd take people's orders. I was a waitress. Then I, you know, was a barista. And then I got promoted to manager or supervisor. And that role when I was the manager was to think about rosters. It was to think about, well, when did everyone need to take their breaks? It was thinking about budget. It was making sure that everyone was doing their job. So my job was to make sure everyone else was doing their job. So that's the manager role. And then there's the owner role. And so my boss at these cafes that I worked at, her job was to make sure that the business was making money. Her job was to make sure that she was marketing the business so that she could get customers that she was posting on social media, the menu was really good, that the feedback from all the customers was great. That was the owner's job. So when I think about you and your business, when you start your business, you're like a barista. Maybe you are the person who delivers the thing that people want. Maybe you're a designer. 
you design stuff. Maybe you're a photographer, you take photos. Maybe you're a VA, you do things, (laughs) all the things. Whatever your skill set is, you do the thing. But then all of a sudden you become a manager. Maybe you start to grow and you're like, crap, I need to hire people. So now you've got to figure out how to lead people. Now you've got to figure out how to set expectations, how to communicate. That's the manager role. And then the entrepreneur role is like the owner, right? You need to start thinking about how are we going to grow this thing? How are we going to get customers? How are we going to expand? How are we going to convert more people? How are we going to create offers that people can't say no to? How are we going to price this? How are we going to communicate our value? Your craft becomes a tiny fraction of what you actually spend your time doing. Your role, your responsibility is more than just your work. It's your responsibility to keep the business alive. When we forget that our role and our responsibility as business owner is more important than our, the work that we do, when we forget that, when we get buried in the work, we get caught in the doing and we never work on the business, we get busy, we get, maybe we get booked out. And then we come up for air again and we're like, where are all my leads? Where are, my, where are my customers? Where are my clients coming from? So we get caught in the busy trap because we haven't identified that our role first and foremost is to keep the business alive. You must wear the business owner hat. Don't operate like a freelancer. You must wear the business owner hat. That's not to say you shouldn't do great work. You should do great work because your work is your product. But we need to be able to think about more than just doing good work. Your role is different to your work. So mindset shift number two, ready is relative. You will not always feel ready. Most of the time you will not feel ready. Spoiler, I hate to break it to you, but you will not feel ready. If you do feel ready, it may mean you've missed your opportunity. That's a good way to think about it. Well, if I do feel ready, then maybe I've missed my moment because Well, if I do feel ready, then I I probably should have done it a while ago. Nothing happens until after you commit. And you know why they call it like a leap of faith, that expression? It's because there's a leap (laughs) and it's because there's faith required. You actually have to believe that you are going to make it. You have to believe that against all odds, you'll figure it out. Ready is not a good litmus test as to whether something is a good idea because ready is relative. Ready is a feeling. You have to go, okay, this is what's required for me to get to my next step. There is an element of like, I don't know the answers yet, but I'm going to take the leap anyway, because when I get there, that's when I'll start to feel ready. Let me give you an example. In the last 12 months, we've hired our first salesperson. In fact, it was only like a couple of months ago. It's been incredible. It's been a real, like a huge game changer and a really big shift for our business. And I've always been the person doing sales in my business because that to me felt like one of the last things for me to outsource. And for me, marketing and sales have always been the hats that I've been like, I've clutched. (laughs) Like you'll pry these from my cold dead hands. I'm still doing marketing and sales. But what was happening, I recognized that, okay, marketing and sales, I need to do marketing and sales. But what was happening was I didn't have time to sell. And it became apparent that we wanted to grow, but I only had 
10% of my time could be devoted to actually selling, which meant that we could never reach our target because I simply didn't have the time. And so that was a constraint in my business. And so I loved doing the sales calls, but I could only do a couple of weeks. So my capacity was limiting my business from growing. And so one of my coaches came to me, like as in one of the coaches within our uh, community came to me and said, I'd really like to sell for you. And I was like, cool. Okay. Amazing. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. And it took me months to work up the courage to say, you know what, we're ready. Let's do it. And the truth is, even when we did it, even when I said, I need to hand this off to you, I would love to work with you. Like you love our program. You love our clients. You know what helps them to succeed. I'd love to, for you to take this part of the process. Uh, I still didn't feel ready. <laughs> I still didn't feel quite ready, but I was like, I'm going to do it anyway, because I, I can't keep going at the rate I'm going. I, I, I can't burn out. I can't do more than I'm doing. And it's hindering the business. And so I had to just go, okay, I don't have all the answers yet. I've never done this before. I'm a beginner at this part of the process, but I'm going to do it anyway. Ready is relative. Ready is like the horizon. You never quite reach it. You never quite reach it. And so what I believe is that we learn by doing. We learn by doing. So if you wait until all your ducks are in a row, your beautiful, lovely ducks, they're in a row, you might miss your moment. There's a reason it's called a leap of faith. There's a reason it's called that. Faith is required. Faith is required for you to take that leap. And business is really just a game of leaping and like catching, <laughs> catching the like cliff that you're on and going, okay, cool. We made it. Whew, that worked. Okay. Now let's, let's sort it out. Let's get it systemized. Let's optimize this bad boy. Let's make it beautiful. But like the scrappy leap is the first step. It's not the last step. It's the first step. I could talk about this all day because it's really important to me. Every big milestone in my business has been marked by a moment like this where we've like, like I was just saying, where we've just hired a salesperson. Did I feel ready? No. Did I do it anyway? Yes. And I'm so glad I did. Mindset shift number three is simple scales. You would have heard me say this so many times. The amount of times that we've had to pull things apart in the business, remove things, subtract <laughs> The amount of times we've had to do that, it's because as creatives and as people who want to serve, like you're here because you want to powerfully serve your people. And sometimes we can dip into over-delivering, overwhelming, adding complexity, people-pleasing, and it's really difficult to scale that because it's like you're trying to do a million things. You almost need to treat your business like Lego. Think about it like the visual and go, what is like, like foundational? What are the foundational elements of our business? What are our core offers? What are our core values? What do I love doing and what do I kind of hate doing? Is this essential for our business to survive? Or is this just a nice to have that I thought I needed to do because one client one time asked me to do that? What is our minimum viable product? The thing that allows people to get the results, like we can serve our clients with this, we can have an impact, we can keep the lights on and we can keep the business profitable. When was the last time you looked at your numbers? 
Another question to ask yourself, if you're finding that your business is becoming more and more complex, is will this make the boat go faster? Will this make the boat go faster? So anytime there's a new offer that we want to do. An example of this is just the other day I woke up and I was like, you know what we need to do, Nath? We need to do a retreat. It's going to be in Australia. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be by the beach. Lovely. It's going to go for two days. Actually, let's make it five days. And you know what? Instead of it being 10 people, let's make it 25. And you know what? Instead of it being here, let's do it in Bali. And then all of a sudden it becomes bigger than Ben-Hur and it's complex. It's complex. And Nath actually had to be like, I need you to stop. (laughs) I need you to stop with that because it's not, you're adding complexity and you're kind of breaking something that already kind of works. What is the bare minimum? And I'm not saying do the bare minimum in terms of like, do the lazy thing. I'm saying, let's go narrow and let's go deep. Let's find our thing. Let's do it really, really well. And let's go deep rather than spreading yourself thin, adding complexity, doing too much, do less, but do it better. This has been such a big learning for me. And then keep asking yourself every time you want to add something, keep asking yourself, will this make the boat go faster? Will this make the boat go faster? Will this help us to serve our people? Will this help us to get to our dream revenue goal, our dream freedom goal, the type of clients that we want to get? If the answer is no, don't do it. It might be an idea for someone else and that's okay. We have to be okay with letting some of these ideas go. Or maybe it's just not a now thing and that's okay. The more you can fight to keep your business simple, the more it will grow. Mindset shift number four, your energy is contagious. Now this might sound like woo woo or whatever, but I really have seen the power of energy. Recently, uh, I had a moment where I was really, really feeling burnt out. I wouldn't say I hit burnout, but I was feeling really exhausted. Your energy is everything. When your energy is on, when you feel confident, when you show up and you're like, oh man, I'm a badass at what I do. People come knocking on your door. You attract people because your energy is like, I'm ready. But when your energy is like, "Uh -uh, I do not have capacity. I do not have space. Do not knock on my door. Guess what? People will not knock on your door. Your energy is important. You need to protect your energy. And I found for me, like I kind of intuited, like I knew that, but I didn't know it, if that makes sense. Like I knew it cognitively, I knew it. But in my, like, I learned this, this year, my mojo was off. I had a moment in August, September of 2023, where I was really not in a good spot and my health was, was not the best. I my energy was just way off and it was because I had no energy. So like I, I was really struggling and I was really struggling with my iron. I didn't realize it. And thankfully I had a friend of mine, I went away on a girl's trip and she was like, Laura, I think you need to go get yourself checked out for like get a few tests just to do a bit of a checkup on how your health is. And I'm so grateful that she said that to me because I went to my doctor and was like, I am struggling. I, I'm really, really tired. And you know how when sometimes you need someone to validate that, oh, yeah, you you are really tired. (laughs) You're not just feeling it. You're just imagining it. Uh, So I went and got some tests done. 
my iron was really, really low. So I went and had an iron infusion and very quickly I felt like myself again. But what was interesting, you know, I, I worked, I was working too much and I, you know, we built a house at the same time. So my husband was away a lot. I was working a lot on the business and team were away at the same time. It was just like this, like all of the things at once. And that's kind of how it goes. But I really was like, I overdid it. I overdid it in August and September, I hit a real low and I just was like, I've got no gas in the tank. What's interesting is that when I prioritized my health, when I went, okay, cool, I've got to get this sorted out. I've got to take some time for me, easier said than done. And I've got to really get back into my rhythm of where I'm good. Because if I'm good, the business is good. But if I'm not good, if I'm not well, if I'm not firing on all cylinders, and I'm not saying like on all the time, but if I'm not like in a good rhythm and a good flow, not just in work, but in my health, in what I'm eating, in how I'm working out, in like seeing my friends and my family, in looking after my soul, if those things aren't good, my business suffers too. And sometimes we need to know that And that might be the reason that we fix it, which it sucks that that might be the reason. But, you know, if that's the reason you fix it, then awesome. If that's the reason you look at your health, then awesome. It's important. Your energy is contagious and we need to protect our energy, especially as creatives where we're built different and we need more time. We need more space. We need we need room to breathe. And it's really, really important that you prioritize that that I prioritize that. It's really important. Mind your energy, your energy and your health, your mindset, your energy, your confidence, all of those things trickle into your marketing and your sales, your client delivery. It impacts everything. It impacts everything. So you need to prioritize it. Mindset shift number five, bad clients are costing you money. If you are holding on to clients that take all of your time, pick apart every single invoice, try to beat you down on price, or maybe they're terrible communicators. Maybe they ghost. Maybe they never get back to you on time. Maybe they don't respect your process or your deadlines or your expectations or your boundaries. Bad clients are costing you money because while you're hanging out with that person, you're missing an opportunity with someone else. It's kind of like when you date someone that's like not the right fit and you know, you're like, well, I'm wasting my time with this person. You're missing an opportunity with someone else because you're not putting in boundaries and you're not making a tough call. Sometimes we've got to let clients go. Even if it feels scary, even if it feels like, well, this, this client makes up a really big portion of my income. Okay, well, let's go out and let's get you another client that's way better. And that maybe pays for more stuff. <laughs> maybe pays better. Be mindful of the golden handcuffs. Sometimes a good client, like the income you generate from one client if it could cripple your business, if they left, you need to get moving to get some better clients or get some more clients so that your business is sustainable and not reliant on one particular client, because that's a power imbalance. And that's a dynamic you do not want. Bad clients costing you money. It's not your client's job to enforce your boundaries. It's your job. It's not your client's job to set expectations. That's your job. It's not your client's job to communicate like upfront. That's your job. 
You set the tone. You set the expectations up front. You have permission to say no. You have permission to say, hey, this is no longer a good fit. Or, hey, because of X, Y, and Z, we're going to go in a different direction and we're happy to recommend you to someone else. You have permission. It's your business. You also have permission to reset that particular client so you can move forward. Maybe you want to keep the client that's, that's been a bit of a headache. That's totally fine, but it's your job to reset and to reset your expectations. And if they can get on board with that, awesome. But if they can't, then they are holding you back from better clients. There is always more work. So be mindful. Like, do you have a scarcity mindset here? Are you keeping this client because you're afraid that there's not enough work? You get to choose what you accept. And there is always more work. Mindset shift number six. Leads are your lifeblood. Your business rises and falls on lead flow. If you are not focusing on marketing and sales, you will not scale your business. If you want to grow, you need more sales. If you want more sales, you need more leads. Maybe you've got plenty of leads, but you're just not converting very well or your offer sucks. That's okay. You can work on that. Leads are your lifeblood. Like how cool would it be for you if you could actually not only have the quantity of leads that you needed, but the quality of leads that you needed so you could qualify them. So instead of it being that they're shopping around, you could kind of, you could be shopping around. How cool would that be? If you could actually say, do you know what? Like you're just not the right fit for us. How powerful would that be for you if in your business, you could be the one determining if it's a yes or no. You have the luxury of choice. When you have leads, you have to be focusing always on marketing and sales and particularly on generating leads. It's a living, moving thing. It's lead flow, not lead puddle or pond. It's lead flow. We're always generating new leads. We're nurturing those leads so that when they are ready to buy, they think of you. A big mistake is assuming that I got a lead. Why aren't they ready to buy my thing right now? That's needy. And it's also not like, that's not reality. 80% of your leads that come in will not be ready to buy from you right away. There will be a percentage that are like now buyers, but there are a big chunk of them that aren't ready. So what are you doing with those leads? You've got to be nurturing them. You've got to be like adding value to those people so that when they are ready, you're the one they pick. It's a mistake to think it should be instant. It's lead flow from where they are today to when they're ready to buy. And that looks different for each person. You've got to be working your leads, nurturing them, adding value to them, and then converting them when they're ready. In our sales process now, because we've got our marketing so dialed in, we're able to qualify our leads. The only way we've been able to do that is by having a system to generate leads and nurture them. It's really, really important, a really powerful piece of your growth journey for your business. One final thing I want to say on lead flow. Lead flow gives you luxury of choice. It gives you the power of choice. It also means that if you've got high quality leads, you can qualify them. Yes, that's great. It also means that you can charge better prices. So if you have great leads who are willing to pay a premium, you can charge a premium. If you want to increase your prices, but you look around at your leads and you're like, these leads are not, are not going to be ready or willing to pay this new pricing, but I need to increase my pricing. We then need to go to market and find more leads that want to be at that pricing. 
We don't decrease our pricing again because the leads we have in our lead pond are, oh, I can't, I can't afford that. No, we need to go to market and go, cool, let's, let's elevate the type of leads that we get. It's a system. It's just installing a system to get more leads so it's lead flow, not a lead pond. It changes everything. It's a game changer for you and your business. That's what I really want you to focus on in the next 12 months. How can I create a system for generating leads so I'm not stressing out every time I need to get more work or want to get more work? Oh, it's so powerful when you can tap into that. Now, mindset shift number seven. Time is a truth teller. And I mean this in two ways. Number one, how you spend your time. And number two, the length of time you're willing to commit. So let's start with how you spend your time. The way you spend your time tells me what you prioritize. Your calendar tells me what you care about. Your screen time tells me what you care about. One thing that I've stopped saying is, oh, I just don't have time for that because I do have time. I'm just, that's not a priority for me. That's a a much better way to say it. That's not a priority for me right now because I, I do have time. You can spend a whole bunch of time scrolling Instagram aimlessly and call it work or marketing or inspo or whatever. You might spend a lot of time responding to emails or context switching when really you should be getting a virtual assistant to support you. You might spend a lot of time on calls that could be emails. Your time tells me what you prioritize in the same way that your bank account tells me what you prioritize. Where we spend our time, where we spend our money, that's, that's what we care about. So time is a truth teller. How you spend your time tells me what you prioritize, right? We get really granular in the day by day, hour by hour stuff. What are the tasks you're doing that you shouldn't be doing? What's your calendar look like? What's your screen time like? But then there's a second way. The second thing that I think about when it comes to time is length of time. This is where we're thinking about the months, the quarters, the years, the decades, This is when we zoom out and we look at the overall trajectory of where we are headed, where we've been. Like, you know, when we zoom in too much, the the days and the weeks and the hours might look like zigzags. They're all over the place. But if we zoom out, what does the overall trajectory look like? What is the big picture? Time is a truth teller. We can see the trends in our business over time. We can also see how committed we are to the process by giving ourselves time. It's not an overnight thing. It might take you months. It might take you years to reach the goal that you're aiming for. Are you willing to commit the time necessary? Most people quit or change the direction of their business right before they're about to see a breakthrough. Time is required. Time is a truth teller. We actually need patience. Patience is not my strong suit, but it's needed to grow your business. If you expect overnight results, it also means that your whole business can dip overnight. Instead, we're looking for that steady, beautiful growth, that sustainable growth. Resist shiny object syndrome and focus, focus and commit to the process. I think a lot of business owners The reason they're not successful is that they aren't willing to do the reps required to get to the level that they want to get to. Time 
is a truth teller. So let's recap these seven mindset shifts that are going to help you to level up your business and that have definitely helped me to level up my business. Number one is my role is different to my work. You need to identify your role as the boss in this business. Number two, ready is relative. You've got to leap before you're ready. Number three, simple scales. Ask yourself the question, will this make the boat go faster? Number four, your energy is contagious. It's everything. How are you showing up? How are you looking after yourself? How are you protecting and refreshing your energy? Number five, bad clients are costing you money. Even the ones that are paying the bills. If they aren't operating how you want them to, they're costing you money. Number six, leads are your lifeblood. Your business rises and falls on lead flow. And I want that to be a priority for you and your business in the next 12 months. And number seven, time is a truth teller. That's how you spend your time and how much time you're willing to commit to the process. Now, I want to remind you that this isn't just some, like I'm not some just armchair expert sitting here telling you what to do. This is what I've learned in the past 12 months. This is what I've learned in the almost eight years of running a business. These are the shifts that I'm constantly making. (laughs) It's we're always upgrading our mindset. We're always having to work on our identity. It's one of running a business. I always say this, but it's one of the biggest personal development journeys you can go on. So I want to encourage you. This isn't a once and done thing. You are evolving. You are growing as the business owner. If you can develop yourself, your business will grow with you. If you can work on you, your business will grow promise you that. Alrighty, my friend, I love your work. I hope that this inspires you, that you've got the goods. You've got what it takes. Now it's just making these simple, but really, really powerful mindset shifts to grow and scale your business to the next level. I know this next year is going to be amazing for you. And I'm honored to be part of the journey. I love your work. I will see you back here. Same time, same place next week. But in the meantime, go get them.